I got the bubble gut. It's kind of rumbly. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm just afraid I'm going to like fart on the mic or something yes, like that. So. Please let that happen. It'd be, it'd be terrible oh, it all around. It would be so like perfect for what we're talking about today. It would be. It would totally make so sense. So if you can just make that happen, just hold it in <laughs> and until make the it perfect. as audible as par- possible. <laughs> no, don't make it as audible as possible. Then we'll have to like change the sheets. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, thank that's you. That's with the audibility. That's more like the... Uh, I listen. the transmutation of it. No. Well, men men are very. Um, oh, are they risk takers? No, no. I was going to say they're trusting by nature, but that's not even true that's not either. True either. They're also like risk. No, they're just. Yeah, oh. they're, they're just dumb. They're just, oh, those confident white males will get you every they, time. They, they, they they're like, my white male privilege should get me through the shark. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they, they trust their sphincters a bit much. <laughs> Welcome to Room at the Table. I'm your host, Andrew. I'm Crystal. And we're so um, enthused to have you. I don't, I don't know. I've run out of words. I know. We're like we're like approaching 100. Not approaching. Yeah, we still got like 20, what, 24 like 20 more to go? Something, yeah. 23, 24 but more I to go. But I feel like it's approaching. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. By the time we're 100, there will be 100 <laughs> we'll episodes. We'll have 100 episodes. So, that yeah. is a promise to you, friends. Yep. <laughs> like one of us is plugged up to a machine. Hey, we didn't get our 100th episode. <laughs> get over here. Put get your headphones here. in. <laughs> we got to get this out. Uriah calls us. He's like, guys, you said you back are... in 2021 that you promised you would get to 100 episodes. And I realize that one of you is dying of cancer, but it's time <laughs> to do this. No, we're just going to die of old age. We're not dying of cancer. Okay. Just so okay. you know. That's uh, the plan. Hey, Even though my sister says that everyone will eventually die of cancer if you get old enough. Yeah. So that's fun to look yeah, forward to. body eventually just mutates into... <laughs> so, you know, that's the thing. Oh, goodness. Speaking of which, that's kind of like where we're going with this. Do we have anything else we needed to do before we jump right in? Probably, but no. Yeah, we didn't like promise anybody anything last episode. I mean, episode, I'm sure right? we may have. Who knows? The last episode that we released was with our friends, right? With mm-hmm. our friends. With our friends, the funks. Yeah, I think there's another one in the... No. Is there another one? There's no. not another one? No. Yeah, I feel like there might be. I don't think so. Okay, well, hey, guys, we're back. I don't think we record Just anything us. extra. <laughs> Just us. We're like, that's thing. good. Let's take a break for a month or so. Yeah. Um, but we are talking today about... The human form. Bodies. The body. Well, basically, we realized, okay, one of the reasons we had a hiatus was because... You had severe, severe I had a walking migraine. coma. Yeah. I was in a walking coma. Um, oh, good. My voice is getting gravelly. And I, listen, guys, bodies. <clears throat> okay. The timing um, is everything. That was incredible. That was like a reverse devil gets caught in the electronics. That was like... Devil gets caught in the body? No, that was like Jesus was Satan like... Satan invading your... No, that throat? was like Jesus was like, no. Oh, now is a good time okay, to create okay. some phlegm in your throat while you're talking about how, how terrible your body are. is. Anywho, yeah. So I had a walking coma. Um... Which is what I refer to it as. It was literally a, a really long migraine. About an eight-day migraine. Yeah, it was really long. Yeah. I don't even remember. There are multiple days that are gone out of my memory. Um, so that's super fun. Uh, yeah, ended up in the ER to some awesome ER doctors with our awesome medic- uh, medical care system who literally, I don't know, had to, like lectured me about how like narcotics would make it worse and i was like i'm asking for anti-nausea medicine i'm confused right. that's not, that's a, not narcotic. a narcotic but okay cool um so yeah that was a bummer 
But new good news, didn't have a tumor. Really thought it might. Really thought something was really wrong. Yeah, we were um, there for a second. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. And it was your fortieth birthday week. It <laughs> was. I turned forty. Welcome to forties. You're breaking. <laughs> now my body we're was like, you. welcome. This is the bar we will set for you. Um, yeah. So that was pretty rough. Uh, anyway. So yeah. So then. Um, so we dealt with that, and then we kind of got uh, past that. And then Andrew and Jonas were in a car accident, a uh, pretty major one, this last... Monday. Monday. This yeah. has been the longest week of my life. Um, and so... This week has been the longest year of your life? Yeah. 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 I'm like, is it seventh Monday now? I don't know what day it is. Um, but yeah, so so Ov's, um, our whole lives flashed before my eyes um, when, the, when my 14-year-old was saying... Um, yeah, mom, no, we're okay, but dad's passing out. Um, and then the cough got on the phone, and then I was, like, trying to be cool, but, like, freaking out mildly. Because yeah, it's a little weird um, losing consciousness in front of your 14-year-old. No, yeah, That's yeah, something yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. Also, I feel like I've handled it well. I feel like I've not been, like, as mean as I normally would be about things. Right. Have I? No, I don't think so. Like, you've been a decent, like... Not yeah. caregiving wise, oh, but like no, no. I haven't yeah. like been like, hey, yeah, I haven't like called you out or been mean to you. I've been like, it's just it's called an accident for a reason. Yeah. Like I've been. Yeah, it was distracted home. driving on my part. <laughs> um, just that's what she's alluding to and trying to be nice about. You know, you look down for what five seconds and you look back up and all of a sudden traffic stopped in front of you. And that's the problem with Nashville is you can't be a distracted driver at all in Nashville. No, because everyone else is and they because will literally is. run into you. And so we we ended up rear-ending somebody. Um, my son got a... Guys, it was because he looked at his phone. Don't look at your phones. Yeah. Like ever so br- like briefly. Yeah. In like a matter of a second or two and that's all it takes. Um, so... He got an like a cut across his neck from the seatbelt. He also got a, a pretty nasty bruise on his shin, and then he was sore otherwise. Probably a little bit of whiplash. Uh, on my part, I rammed my right knee, which is the knee that I've had my ACL repaired on, right into the dash. Um, so much so that right now I still can't bend it all the way, and it's. it's and he gotta, said this whole week, he's like, "It's fine. It's, it's fine. Just, it's, it's fine. fine. It's I gonna think be fine." Finally, yesterday, you were like. <laughs> I don't think it's fine. And I was like, yeah, I mean, needs- it could still be fine. I don't know. It's, it, the frustrating part is it's so swollen that you, you can't even take stock of what's wrong with it. It's so disgusting looking. Yeah. It looks oh, so and gross. And like all the blood pools around it and stuff. It's really pretty. It's disgusting. Um, we'll post a picture on our then, Instagram. Um, I, I like, yeah, we're not posting a picture on Instagram. It'll get, it'll get blocked. Like sensitive material. Uh, I also like ram my chest into the steering wheel. Yeah. So, all those things combined and like the stress and the trauma of the situation, when it happened, um, I lost consciousness. I don't know how many times, which is not something that's ever happened to me before. The officer said a couple. Yeah, a couple times. It don't was Don't worry. Then he, then he pulled the old, the good old ARP style. We don't want to pay for an no, ambulance for drive. An ambulance. He was no. like unhooking himself on a gurney with like a thing around his neck. He's like taking it off. He's like, you guys want this back? And they were like, no, sir, please. You can yeah. take that with you. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not paying <laughs> $1,000 for you to transport my son and I by an ambulance to the hospital when no. my wife is here and it's two miles away. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's just, it was fine. It was fine. I'll take you. The craziest thing to me, have you, you've passed out before, right? I've passed out, yeah. Okay. Was when I came back, I was drenched in sweat, in sweat mm-hmm. from head to toe. I'm like, I've never experienced that before. This is the weirdest thing ever. 
Um, yeah, Andrew, apparently, by the way, he only passed out because he's like a goat. <laughs> yeah, like there was no heart problems or concussion or anything like that. It was evidently like, yeah, your your stress level just rose and you just your body couldn't deal with it. I was like, it just yay. Gave up. You so just... I'm like a fainting goat, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not funny, but it's funny now. Right. Like, it's oh, just yeah. funny as you soon can... as they were like, oh, you just had a, this, what is happening? I don't know. Something's happening to our, there we go. We're um, back. As soon as they were like, you had a vestibular reaction. And I was like, is that like a fainting goat? And they were like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, okay, um, I'm going to try not to make fun of you. But it's really funny. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. Like after the fact. And I think it was just. I passed out because I had a major concussion. And the other time I passed out, I was pregnant and my blood sugar dropped suddenly. And so like passed out while I was pregnant. But oh, man, Andrew, that was just the best. Because I literally thought like crap here we go we're in our 40s he's had a heart attack yeah. that's what i thought and that might have caused actually, the accident what did they actually say about my ekg what did they <laughs> we say can, we can tell you're a runner by your ekg yeah they could yeah they could <laughs> they could tell that i was in shape by my ekg i wonder what they thought about mine when They're i was like, there we could the- tell that you take naps on the reg <laughs> oh no <laughs> they were like you seem like a person that has high anxiety <laughs> <laughs> your heart rate does not reflect running as a part of your lifestyle uh, no ever for any <laughs> reason like is somebody chasing me with a knife no even then i mean i kind of i would i don't know with a knife we'll i got see. hand-to-hand combat i i think i could take them i don't think you could <laughs> i think it would be fine it would be it's better than running <laughs> dying is better than running you've heard I it mean, here folks oh god i don't get it congratulations runners i know you're all in your own little cult where you like think that everyone should run and then there's a runner's high and Whatever. I've tried it for like 40 years on and off. It's never happened to me. I always feel like I'm going to die and I hate every single part of my body when I'm done. So no, what I determined though is it's not so much the runner's high for me. It's the runner's keep the anxiety at bay for me. Mm. So, you know, one of the reasons we thought doing a body episode would be kind of fun is that I feel like everyone, and I'm going to say this rather cautiously, but I feel like everyone in society, in today's modern society, unless you live in a third world country, if you live in the developed world at all, you will have some form or touch of anxiety and depression. I would think you would have it in third world countries too. Well, geez it's, Louise, it's were you in the slums no, in no, Guatemala no. with me? Because that's friggin'. Well, it's different because they, their survival is a more uh, like imminent threat. Like they're always like they are on the verge of flight or fight response because it is something that is a really a part of their world. In the more developed nations, if you're not in that realm, then you don't okay so like uh, you're like what you're saying is because of evolutionary biology no 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 wait hold on before this i think what you're trying to say is Mm -hmm. that i don't agree okay that's fine like i'm probably (laughs) like i'm trying to make myself agree with you but like i don't agree i probably i've been in the slums in guatemala and i've been in those really terrible zones there Right, right right and i'm like um people drink at incredible rates why are they doing that like they're doing that because like Okay. They're trying to they're trying to self medicate. So like I think that every human, but, but, okay, because of our because of because the of human evolutionary biology has some hangover from a very elevated flight or fight response because well, we of survival. should because we're terrible. We have no we don't have any like we don't have any defense mechanisms. Our defense right. mechanism is thinking. Right, and like, so therefore, <laughs> <laughs> like me and a tiger. Tiger wins. Right. Me and like 
honestly, like you and a, a blue ringed octopus, the octopus wins. Me and a beaver, the beaver may win. And beaver's not gonna win. You They're can, mean little buggers. You were thinking of badger. I I was thinking of a beaver actually. Like a beaver with the paddle they tail. They take trees down with their teeth. Yeah. If that thing sunk its teeth into me. Yeah, you could kick it really hard and kill it. I don't know if I could. Okay, maybe Because then might see, I'd be like, oh, that is cute. I don't want to kill it. It's a beaver. They're, they're, I know. My dad would be so yeah, sad that I said so that. Sad. He um, hates beavers. <laughs> okay, back to the question. Sorry. I feel like every human on some level has some heightened misappropriation of chemicals in our brains because of evolutionary hangovers from being preyed upon by larger and more prominent like predators all the time. Like when we were in more survival mode, when we just come out of the trees, yada, yada, yada. So in today's world, when all of a sudden we're sitting around with computers and tablets and technology and every need is cared for and we've got fast food and everything is cared for, all of a sudden that same like survival instinct becomes or is translated into some form of anxiety and or depression. Yes? Sure. Okay. I don't know where you're going with it, so I'm no. not sure if I, I'm well, not sure if the, I agree or disagree. The only reason I say that is because every human finds a way to adapt or cope with this or needs to find a way to adapt or cope with this depending on the setting in which they find themselves. I will say that I think that now that we've hit a global pandemic, yes. that that has been heightened. And... In normal functioning society, like, okay, so normally we would be going to work and getting kids and doing schedules and doing this and doing that. And so, like, you need a certain level of adrenaline for that. But because now it's like we're stuck at home, everyone's working remotely, you're not, there's, like, there's nowhere for those, like, adrenaline pops to... Manifest, yeah. Like, to be worked out. Yeah, like, you, unless you're just, like, an avid... Even people that are avid exercisers, like, I feel like sometimes people do that because they want that adrenaline hit. Yes. You know, and so we're kind of addicted to that in a way, but um, I think this is a very first world. Let's take all, let's take all of the human race out of it because I don't, I haven't lived anyone yeah, else's life. first world problems, kind of. Yeah, like, I haven't lived anyone else's life, so I don't really know because, like, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I just, I can't speak for all humans. I can speak for me. Right. And so I don't know if everyone struggles with depression and anxiety. I think that everyone, um, maybe because we're so, we're such thinking creatures instead of like doing creatures, we think a lot. Right. That like maybe because our brains have gotten so developed, it's kind of like backfired a bit. But I think the pandemic's just made it worse. Right. And I think that well, like I mean, just once the you're. Fact that we had a friend post the other day that what was it like? There was a Google search count of people searching how to hit a woman and get away with it 165 million times or something over the last year. I don't know. How does that fit in? No, it's Were just you this idea. That? Tell me the truth. Yeah, I'm just no, kidding. I, no, it's just this idea that. <laughs> that wasn't funny. All that was a, sudden, a funny joke, but he wasn't. He wasn't googling. I don't know why you know that. No, somebody posted to their Insta story. Uh, why? Because they were taught, they were raising the flag on abuse that happened during the pandemic. Oh. And, I can and see so that, the yeah. levels of abuse and the levels of things like that have, have happened because those normal routines, those normal things aren't there, aren't present. Yeah, like the person you chose, you really chose them. Yeah. Like you're stuck with them yeah. now. But I think the whole reason we decided to talk about bodies, one, is because bodies are kind of miraculous and also so fragile. Both and, yes. Yeah, it, it's insane to me. And so, um, and Andrew is just reading a book about bodies. Yeah, it's um, a fascinating book. Uh, 
we'll get to it in the what, to, what I'm reading yeah. section. <laughs> oh, let's leave that for later. I know, right? But yeah, but um, yeah. So I think that I think we should. So, anyways, in the church, a lot of times people are like, "Your body is your temple," um, and I think that's weird. Um, but I think that if you use that same correlation, like if you are going to say your body is a temple, then right. it's like, okay, if you sh- extrapolate beyond that, then you've got like, okay, well, if my body is a temple and my body is somehow it stays together and it works and functions normally, like most of the time and nothing misfires most of the time for like 7 billion people, most of the time it works. Um, but yet you can get this one little one virus, one viral strain just takes a weird left turn and wipes us all out, you know? And I think that um, if you take that and you say, okay, well, if your body's like, if your body is your temple, if that's what you believe, like then you have to realize that the temple is also very vulnerable. Right. Well, and some people just, they, they take this, this to the wrong degree too sometimes, like the idea of the body being the temple. Like, uh, you've heard of people like that are anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers because they're like, well, you know, if God wants this to <laughs> God will protect me. I'm like, like Jesus um, Lord. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> God gave us scientists and medical technicians and people who understand this stuff to, to devise and come up with all these different methods for us to do all this stuff yes. and make and it. And also like miracles aren't. <sighs> I get really annoyed with miracles because people are like, oh, this miracle happened in the Bible. Like, Jesus cured this blind man. Okay, fine. Like, there wasn't medical technology. We have miracles happening around us on the freaking daily. Mm -hmm. And everyone's just like, shrug, I don't really care. Like, eh." they, like, think that God should somehow, like, wave a magic wand. Right. And, like, for instance, Andrew, please stop doing that. It's very loud. It doesn't show up on this. Um what like what's been tripping me out even just like since just my migraine and you're like knee being totally jacked right um is yes andrew keeps putting things in the trash on the computer and i'm gonna murder him soon. i'm just trying to make Y'all sure you're gonna see space. just how I need space vulnerable to, the body is because it's driving to, me crazy to it's like with. it's like harrison bergeron i get through the fi- oh my gosh i'm done i'm done i'm done stop it well this computer's very old now so <sighs> Okay. Go ahead. Anyways, I don't even know what I was saying. See, Harrison Bergeron. I know you guys don't know that short story, but it That's really me. stuck with me through high school. And um, anyways, now I don't know what I was talking about. You were talking about? I literally don't know. The fragility of the body in, like, in terms of... This is me. Is it you? Why are you messing with your cord? I'm not. It's It was making a sound. Okay, sorry. Are you good now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were talking about the fragility <laughs> of the body and, and people being able to handle like... Like not understanding no, no, no. vaccines Hold and, and yeah. Hold on, it's coming back. Okay. I'll, I'll wait patiently. <laughs> <laughs> um oh. oh yes. Okay. I got it. Got it guys. Okay. I'm back. Okay, so like when I was having my migraine and when you were having your knee thing, and I'm sure anybody that's experienced any sort of like health thing at all. Right. Um sometimes I just need to like vent about it because it just it just helps me to just like be able to put words to my thoughts and I don't journal. So welcome to Facebook cause I'm old. And and, I mean, that's what social media is anyways, these days. It feels yeah. Like. And so like, anyway, so even with my migraine, with your knee, whatever, um, you know, and I'll tell people like, you know, send your prayers and vibes or whatever, because a, I think prayers 
and be um, okay when you say you're gonna have to define that well i just have a problem i mean it's fine i think it makes the person praying feel good and like they're doing something for you okay that's tangible that they feel like is going to help but i also feel like it doesn't that's not the way it works um so me anyways this is this is why so this entire week by the way all this stuff that's been happening then i had an aunt have like a really bad scare and my mom my mom said hey can you ask andrew to pray (laughs) and i was like "Ah, we're dying the devil is in it it's because you keep talking about prayer in that way oh you're right maybe it's jesus all right is that am i still good I think, I don't yeah. know. It's weird because I kind of unplugged my mic and it works better now. It's weird. Stop talking about um, that prayer in a bad way. I know. Maybe it's, okay, it's so, been Jesus this well, whole time. I think Jesus gets into the CD players. Here's the thing. Here's where I think you and I would agree on prayer. Okay. Most Ready. of the prayers that people pray are rather selfish. Yes. Well, I don't even think most of them are selfish. I just think most of them are like people's way of trying to cope with something. So it's like, I don't have control over this situation. So now let me have control over it. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, and, so it's like, and so it's kind of even giving this idea of even giving up control and realizing that it's not in my hands. Yeah. 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 And realizing okay. that like, you I'm know, just trying to make it where it doesn't sound like you're just like prayer sucks. Like that's not mm, what you're saying. I'm saying prayer in the typical evangelical definition sucks for sure. Like I don't like for, for instance, and I've talked about this before, like, you know, if someone's having like a physical problem and you're like, let me put my hand on your tummy and pray for you. I'm like, how about you go get me some Pepto-Bismol? Like that would be more, that's more practical. Like, you know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? Right. As far as like not trust, like prayer to the detriment of trusting or taking care of things when we know have ways of taking care of them. Yeah. Or even just like throwing all your eggs in one basket. Like I've seen people be like, have like a terminal illness and not pursue actual medical care but just say i'm gonna pray about it instead yeah or or pursuing medical care that's maybe isn't working and then all of a sudden that's devastating to your faith because right. then you've like been like well you know god healed this person why can't they heal that person right also i've seen it on the other side where there's like survivor's guilt where it's like well everyone prayed for me and I and I was healed, and right. and it did work out. The medicine worked. The doctors knew what they were doing. And holy crap, this is a living. I'm a living, breathing miracle. Mm-hmm. And that has its own little bit of survivor's guilt. Yeah, attached. So like I've seen it both ways. And so I think that like mixing prayer with like our health anomalies or whatever it is, is I just think it's sticky. I just think it's sticky. Yeah, it I can think be. I it's- think you're setting yourself up for failure eventually and because i've seen people this is the crazy part is like i've seen people where it's like like for instance our grandparents are very old yeah and eventually guess what they're gonna die they're going to die yeah and that is just how the human body works yeah that's how humanity works and so when people are like pray for them because they you know whatever sometimes i feel like man i want to pray for them that they kind of can go peacefully because I'd, I feel like it would be terrible to get to an age where I wake up every morning and think another freaking day. Yeah. You when, know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, so I just well, feel like it's yeah, kind of I think that there, there are, I, I do think that's an issue sometimes is that prayer is very selfish. It's because it's what I, the, I this person gives me value. So I need this person around. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm going to pray for this person because I feel like they 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 need to be here. Like that. Well, that's not your your or thing to decide. I'm going to pray for this person because I know that, like for instance, yeah. a migraine not accompanied by any other things is going to eventually go away. Right. And then you can like add a boy yourself and be like, "That's right, I was praying for them." Like newsflash, migraines go away. Yeah. I mean, they do. You know, eventually it'll go away. It'll subside. I don't feel like eventually people add a boy themselves for prayer. Mm, I don't think like. I don't think consciously. I think subconsciously. For okay. Sure. Well, back to that. Anyways, you Sorry. were talking about just because I just wanted to clarify because I feel like when somebody says prayer and they go, Ugh, yeah, like I didn't uh, say, Ugh, I said, hmm. <laughs> it was, it was in between those two things. Okay. It was in between those sounds. I don't think prayer is like not important. I just think that you have to like figure out and like suss out like what is your, what's your personal agenda for it? Like if you are just like, that's why well that's why i always pray the lord's prayer with the boys because yeah. it's not a personal agenda exactly like right. for instance if i thought god was a genie i would put my hand on your knee right now and be like god please can you just make this go away because i really could use another driver in this family right and we need to get a car so if you could just like make our bank account bigger that'd be awesome right and like all those things but like to me that's completely selfish like that yeah to me right now being a one car family first world problem i don't like really like it's cool that like if people want to pray about it but like it's, to me there's bigger things you can pray about like right, there's like a india. pandemic happening yeah. and india is dying like right. pray for them please pray for them before you pray for us and our stupid like first world problems of me having to drive our family around like right. it's just at the end of the day like andrew and jonas walked away from a car accident that is incredible that they walked away from it yeah. so could have been much worse you know what like if both of you went out you better now listen. If they had both gone down, y'all better start praying for me because I am digging my own grave and I'm going to it's just true. lay down in it. When they put your coffin in, I'll just go on top. <laughs> they can just bury me too, and I'll be like, "Bye, yeah, uh, see you, you later." Pray, pray for the other kids is what you. No, need to pray I would for. just take them with me. Uh, no, they would. It would be fine. Situation all of a sudden. I wouldn't take them violently. I'm just saying that, like. Yeah, yeah, y'all better get to pray. And if something happens to Andrew, you better pray because I will be a hot mess. Like, this is true. If also, she doesn't go first, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. Regardless. Also, I would just like to, for this to be on record. I have said to Andrew over the course of twenty-two years of us being together that, um, hey, if you're ever in like an accident or something, and you have that moment where you can think of like, hey, I'm gonna hold on. Hey, you know, I'm alive. Like how people say, I'm gonna hold on. You, I just really needed to think about that. Okay, you're alive in spite of yourself. <laughs> you <laughs> Passing out and dying one, are very different things. You didn't think one second about anyone. You weren't like, oh, crap, I'm about to pass out for my 14-year-old. You just were like, I don't know what's happening. That was true. like, he would, never, happening. he would never hang on. He it's because I don't know. On. It was very peaceful. It was very peaceful passing out. <laughs> for I, you. I imagine, imagine that's how I'm going to go, too. I don't know. It was very peaceful. You're like, I don't know. It seemed cool. I like taking naps. <laughs> it's, I love I love me some sleep. Um, but that that's the the thing that's so wild to me about this is like we, we were discussing what two or three weeks ago we were just talking about on like a regular Saturday. We're like, it's so easy to take out a human. Oh, so easy. Like you've got, there's so many different ways we can die. <laughs> we're so fragile. Like there was even a thing where you the one telling me about how uh, some scientists believe that the gestation for humans is actually yeah. probably closer to two years. It's but not some scientists. It's not some scientists. Who was it? It's 
the lady that wrote calling the midwife so oh, it's fine never mind. It, but it, no but they did say but she did say that like there is like one sort of it's a theory there would it would never be made right as like a what right a law right is yeah. that the thing you theory than law kind of science is weird because on, it, like, gravity is a theory right 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 Anyway, we only call it a theory because we we know as much as we know and if we know more we'll know more but we call it a theory because it's as developed as we can know it to be yeah, so one of the things is they think that all humans are born, well, th- one of the theories is that all humans are born premature because we're bipedal, which means we walk on two legs, if, and when we walk Therefore on four... a smaller birth canal. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, because we walk on two legs, it's like reduce the size of our pelvis, but yep. because we're such high-thinking creatures, our heads have gotten bigger, and so um, in order for the head to fit through the birth canal, the baby has to come out at nine months gestation but they were saying that like other species that would be comparable to us have like way longer gestational periods Mm -hmm. um like is an elephant like 18 months or something like that an elephant's two years two years yeah yeah and so obs are not as big as an elephant but like even if you look at a kangaroo like a kangaroo like the joey is with the mom for like a really long time like like a really really long time and that's technically a gestational period because like in the sack is like yeah it's it's still kind of it's not like they're nursing in the sack. No, like they're, they're it's like yeah. it's gross. Don't look in a kangaroo sack ever. No, it's not Oof. what you want it to be. It's very terrible. Yeah. It is not oh I thought it was gonna be fuzzy and warm. Yeah. It's just it's just it's a uterine it's just a uterus. A yeah. uterus outside. But yeah, so they're saying that like because typically if you look at other species of animals, when they come out, like a horse or a cow or anything, when they come out they, can walk. they you know, and then minutes can walk, yep. can kind of like get up and kind of hobble around. They can find their way to their mother for food. Um, and humans don't not even close do that. Like, you know, if you have a, a newborn baby and you're holding it on your chest, like as a mom, maybe if you're like me and you've breastfed, like the baby will sort of like roll towards you, like kind of kind of be sort of looking for food, but um not like but they were saying that like it would make more sense if the baby came out at like 18 months because right. it would all of a sudden it be would able be to able do to do some of those up. things yeah, yeah which would, would be have a survival sense. right right yeah we're we're the most helpless creatures when we're born yeah um like, like babies can't even hang on to you yeah outside of our brains we're pretty much defenseless yeah like it's weird when you think about it you're like okay most other things babies can like hold on yeah like even tiny little like kittens or like little tiny possums can like hold on yeah we don't even we, have that. We, we, we literally we, don't have any of that. Yeah, kittens are born with claws. We don't. We, no, we're we, not even born with teeth. Some no. people are born with teeth, which is very good. That creepy. is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. But, like, have you ever seen an infant skull where it's got the two yeah, of like teeth? It. It's I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so all that to say, <laughs> we're super, super, super vulnerable, yet super um, at the same, like somehow. Our survivability rate is insane. Yeah, we 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 get through a lot of scraps. We, we get through birth. Yeah, we we get through a lot of scraps. We get through the birthing process. We survive biological diseases all the time. We like, survive major surgeries all the time. That you know, is mind boggling. Did you know that you have as many bacteria and microbes in your body as you do cells? I don't like that. Yeah, like you've got. Uh, I think it's 27 trillion cells and basically about as many bacteria. On That's your, why on when it, you take antibiotics, your tummy hurts. On and in your body. Yeah. On and in your body. No. Yep. Isn't I don't, that fun? I'm not touching anybody. This oh, is yeah. not going to help me. Yeah. No, the number one spreader of disease is one of the main spreaders of disease. Don't is, start with it. Oh, no, he's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it for everyone. Oh, it's just pay money. I was just going to say paper money. Oh, God. Okay, good. And sneezing. <sighs> no, that wasn't it. 
Oh, you were thinking about the other thing. No, that's actually not, doesn't spread disease as much as you would think it would. Okay, because one of them was like, when Kissing. you kiss someone, you trade like a bajillion, bajillion. A million, uh, like a million bacteria. <laughs> so but those bacteria aren't necessarily disease-causing bacteria. It really takes that David Crowder song way to a whole nother Sloppy level. Sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> Gross. David Crowder. Also, could we that come... That wasn't his song, though. It was John, Mike, John Mark McMillan's. I don't care. Whoever was singing it. It was yeah. gross. That's a gross line. Can we not use that line? It's weird. Yeah. It was John Mark McMillan. <laughs> that was it. That's all I have to say to you, John uh, Mark McMillan. Uh, so, yeah. What else were we going to talk about with the human body? Just the fact that... The fact that it, like, works is miraculous. So, I think that, like, there, over the course of this whole year, people have been, like, you know, praying for a miracle, praying for a miracle, praying for a miracle. I've heard people say that, like, my whole life. And I'm, like... Are you talking about in terms of COVID and stuff like in that? In terms of COVID, especially yeah. now, but... um. But I mean, I've heard that my whole life. Right. And I'm like, hi, look around. Is your body not fusing to the thing you're sitting on? That's a freaking miracle. Like if you, that's crazy. Like, when you get into it, it like to really the level? like stresses me out. To yeah. The you, level. Yes. And the fact that like your body, like you have you're a whole chemicals. brand new skin, like every month. Yes. Yeah. That's you, you replace your entire outer layer of skin every month. Every month. And, uh, and all you are is chains of chemicals. Like all you are is chains of chemicals and strings of atoms. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Yeah, when I started taking on my yoga training, and mine was like very anatomy focused. Like it was a lot to take in. I was like, wait, what now? What's happening with our bodies? Like why? Oh, like your lungs. Okay, so like for instance, I learned this. Your lungs are like behind your your rib cage, right? That makes sense. Okay, let's protect our lungs. They're not balloons lungs. either. Well, they're not balloons. But they're behind your rib cage. Just makes sense, you know. Obviously, you need your lungs to live. They're very important. Um, the top of your lung, Completely you can exposed. touch it by just pushing through your like collarbone right here. Yeah. Like at the top, like, like above that's why your sometimes collarbone. Sometimes you'll see people like stabbing people there in like movies, and then they cough up blood. It's because it's because they, they puncture their freaking lung. Yeah. Like that is what. That's good. That's good movie directing. That's they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like I don't like that. I don't like knowing that. I don't like knowing that. Like. This week, our Jonas just said to me yesterday, because um, we were riding in the car, we're coming to get you guys from the movies, and he was like, yeah, that place like where the seatbelt cut me still really hurts, and I was like, yeah, it looks terrible, um, and uh, it ran like right across his neck, and he said, I'm just really glad it didn't cut me there, and then I was spiraled, because I was like, what if it had? You're right. Like, if that had cut him a little deeper, because it was pretty deep. Right. But like had kept, had come like up just a little bit. Like instead of burning, if it had cut him, it could have hit the carotid artery. Holy crap! What? Yeah. Like it's I don't think insane. I would have passed out at that point. I would have been rendering. You would have passed out. I would not. You're already passing, passing out. out. Like I would have known. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to go into action mode. No. Instead, no. I got to go to sleepy time mode. No. <laughs> yeah, he said, um, Jonas, the fourteen, our fourteen-year-old. He said, he said, yeah, it was. Dad looked really weird. Like his eyes weren't all the way closed, and then I had to like push his head back, and I was like, please stop telling me this story because. I'm Mad. <laughs> 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 I was like getting angry. I was like, oh, "Be nicer, be nicer." Um, but yeah, like just the fact that like we well, and then like what was it a week or two weeks ago? Um, your brother-in-law had like back surgery, like yeah. pretty major back yeah. surgery, and I'm like, guys, do you know what miracles are? They can put us to sleep, cut into our bodies, fix the thing. Put us back and, and wake then us up. we're walking in like two weeks. It's bananas. I can't with life. Yeah, it is he's bananas. Like, he's a new person. It's insane. It's 
crazy to it me. It worked really well. So it was, he had a herniated disc that they trimmed and stuff like that. So Ugh, sounds terrible. I don't know enough about it. It's gross. Um, but yeah, but so I think that we, I, I think I, I guess this is less of a body's talk and more of just kind of like, hi, there is miracles happening every single day. The fact that you breathe and you don't have to think about well, it is Let's insane. talk about how much of a miracle the vaccine is for just a second. Okay, please, let's do Okay, because here's my frustration with this is people aren't smart. Um, <laughs> and, and the people who develop the vaccine are incredibly intelligent. And the people that aren't smart won't just listen. Yeah, no. Just they, listen for three seconds. Yeah, and they keep they keep citing all these other sources. We don't know what's in the vaccine. We don't. Yes, we do. We know exactly what's we in it. We know exactly what is in the vaccine. It is an mRNA coding. So here's why. Also, fun fact: if you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, when you go to get your vaccine, they list the ingredients out in front of you and say, "Are you allergic to any of these things?" Yeah. So here's what's really cool about this is most vaccines, the reason why people are paranoid vaccines and like even anti-vaxxers. Okay. I'll give them this originally because most vaccines are a strain of the virus that they're vaccinating against, which does hold a risk to it, regardless of what, you know, th- right. how like much you get is proved. There is a vaccine. You may yeah. actually get, a, but very rarely does that happen. Yeah. Like maybe your immune system is compromised. And so then you, uh, you get smallpox yeah. for a little bit. So small strain of the flu, they decide which flu to use. The COVID vaccine is also the, let's just talk about the flu vaccine is kind of shot in the dark. Oh, they do a pretty always, good job. Cause of they have it. no idea what the strain of flu is going to look like. Exactly. So pe- when people see, keep saying like, Oh, I had a reaction. I got the flu from the flu. I'm like, yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. You did get that. So that's something that can happen. Now, with the COVID vaccine, though, is this is something entirely different. So for those of you who don't understand how the, um, the coronavirus works, it, it attaches the protein. It's a spike protein that attaches to your cells. And so what the mRNA is, is so whenever your cells create proteins, which is can how... Can we talk about, can we talk in normal words? So, okay, a cell, let's think of a circle and has spikes on it. Go. No, that's the virus. Right. That's a virus. That's okay. something. Circle, the virus spikes. is not a cell. Okay, whatever. Circle, spikes. Okay. So whenever your cells make proteins, which is what your cells do, all of your cells make proteins. That's how, why you look the way you do. Every cell makes a specific type of protein. That's why your hair looks the way it does. That's why your skin, eyes, whatever, anything on your body. So inside your body, inside those cells, you have DNA. Everybody knows this. Well, your DNA is what tells your cells what kind of proteins to make. For that to happen, your DNA gets put through a machine, essentially. It's the mRNA. Your mRNA is like your RNA. It reads the DNA and then starts spitting out the proteins. So what this vaccine does is it is injecting mRNA into your body so that your cells can read this mRNA and produce a protein. That protein becomes the defense against the coronavirus so that when that virus gets into your system, the body can then recognize it and immediately begin fighting it and creating the antibodies, the proteins it needs to fight against that virus. Okay, so let's dumb it down. So the, the virus is a circle with spikes. Yes. The proteins are circles with spikes also, no, right? the proteins are antibodies that will fight okay, it. Okay, but how do they fight it? Because they, they, that's what, what antibodies... They latch on Yeah, they, they break it down. They oh, make they're it. like the blob. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just saying for the people like me that yeah. just zoned out when you started saying mRNA, uh, I just need to bring it back to my yeah, level it's basically, of basically your body is given blueprints to fight the virus, which is really cool. Super cool. Also, yet, there's super cool things coming off of it because now they're thinking that they're in the process of clinical trials with um, HIV and AIDS, yeah, which mean, is crazy. Basically, any kind of spike 
virus now, we can try to do essentially the same thing. Yeah, just teach your body to fight it. Yeah, and it's really, really Without cool. having to actually catch the virus at any point. And the fact that you could like hear something like that or even read about something like that and be like, yeah, that's sketchy. I can't believe... It's only sketchy because you don't understand it. Right. Like, also, I just feel like sometimes we need to, as people, but especially people in the church are so freaking arrogant. Like, just because you don't understand something does not mean it does not have value, is not, it does not have worth. Right. That and the selfishness of it. I was having a conversation with somebody the other night and we were talking I about... I think it was our seven-year-old. No, no, no. We Eight-year-old. No. Sorry. Okay. I, I had that conversation too, but no, this was with a 60-something-year-old. Oh, okay. Um, and they were, <laughs> they were talking about a specific type of person who they're like, well, how can they be Christian? Why are they delivered from? I'm like, they're delivered from the sin of selfishness, which is what we're all delivered from the sin of self. This virus has illustrated so many selfish bastards in the church to me Yeah. who are not delivered from sin, but are rather incredibly sinful because they're like, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to get the vaccine because of me, 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 me. That's sin. That is selfishness. Even if you think, (sighs) even if you think, okay, let's assume that you worship a God who has put you in a magical bubble to where you can't get the virus. You're still an asshole for not wearing a mask. Right. Because now, like, it reminds me of, so, (laughs) whoa, weird, weird crossover. So, uh, guys, I saw TikTok this morning and it was about Paul in the Corinthian church and how he was saying that like in the Corinthian church, he would encourage women to wear headdresses. And I was like, yeah, why? why you know, and I just thought it was like a modesty thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. Cause um, the church in Corinth was having, like there was like a lot of women that were coming and converting to Christianity. They were coming from the temple. What temple? Aphrodite. Yeah. And they, so they were prostitutes in the temple and so they would shave their heads. So then when they go to church, when they got converted, obs, they stood out because they had short hair, shaved hair, all that. And so he was like, hey, everybody, wear a covering so that then you can't tell who was a prostitute or whatever. You know, we're not going to judge on that. So to me, it's like the same exact situation yep. as the mask. Because I'm like, okay, let's just assume that for some reason you have an awesome immune system or like God is on your side or whatever the hell you want to believe. And you instead... You're like being arrogant and being like, oh, look at look at me. I'm so I'm so much more special than you. Right. I've been chosen. I've been this. I've been whatever you believe, which is not true. You're just being an ass. But let's just say that your truth is true. Like, would you still not want to wear the mask to be in to solidarity, be in solidarity with those, with those that you know? Like to me, I'm like, oh, okay. So you know, we have friends who have um, a child who has had a heart transplant. Like. Be in solidarity with those people. Right. Like there are people that can't get the vaccine because of certain actual conditions that they deal with. So why don't you, healthy person who thinks that you're invincible, get the vaccine so that then you can stand in solidarity with these other people so that they can get back to normal life. Right. Maybe it hasn't affected you. Maybe you've gone to work this whole time and gone downtown to the bars and gone out to eat. Congratulations. Maybe your church never shut down or they shut down for like one month and you guys have been meeting the whole time. There are people in your congregation that don't have that luxury. Right. Like, why are we not, like, to me, church, as the church, saying, hey, let's be in solidarity. And instead of, like, saying, hey, look at how great my faith is or how good I got it, why don't you just put a freaking mask on? And be in solidarity with those around you that don't have the luxury of not wearing a mask. 
Yeah. Like it, it drives me crazy. Well, and it's just, it, it's a severe lack of respect for other people's bodies. Yeah. And, and I've, I've always liked this phrase. Um, how you treat the creation shows how you feel about the creator. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show with this as well. Yeah. Like how you treat these creations, all these bodies around you, all these other people, it shows your true feelings about the creator. And if you aren't respecting other people's bodies, be it through physical wellness, medical stuff, uh, gender identity, gender identity like extrapolate like, beyond ext- everything. Go, then it says so much about what you feel about the creator. Yeah. It says that you have made a God that is your servant. Yeah. Congratulations. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where we landed. That was a weird... There like, we go. I don't even know how we got to there, but that was a unique episode. Yeah. Well, I think it's just it's just what we've been living. And so we try to be real authentic here, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's what we've been living. And I think that, you know, once we have experienced a bit of fragility, it's made me be, like, just a little bit more thankful for the ways in which we we aren't fragile in the ways that, I mean, we are fragile, like legit, my heart could stop right now, like now, but, um, it hasn't. So like, I'm going to try to be thankful for that and not be like, Oh, I, you know, how to women, what was me? Eight day migraine. Like, it's okay. Like that was terrible. I hate it. It was not fun, but I don't have brain cancer. There are people with brain cancer. Like, you know, Andrew and Jonas were in a car accident. It was, traumatic for both of them it was traumatic for our whole entire family because we all had to like kind of show up and be on scene and like just all of that and then you know all the stupid adulting ramifications that fall out of it but i'm like at the end of the day like they walked away you know they walked away we still have a car it wasn't our only car you know we're not freaking walking trying to walk to the store or anything like it's fine you know and so i think that um yeah i think if anything in this episode i just i would like for us, me, and everybody else to like just really like sit back and like just be thankful for these miracles that are our bodies that right. we are walking around with that we get to own. Yeah. You know, like we've been given this amazing vessel that we get to own. And um yeah, and we'll we'll go into maybe like, you know, body and soul and what we think about that at some point but what, that's a deeper conversation are you conversation. creating a series now no i'm not no i think you no, just did I'm definitely look out not. you're creating a series next not. up the soul no. then the mind no then strength no i don't know no right. no i'm not creating a series <laughs> no and we may not ever talk about that but that bothers me that always bothers me when people are like you know it like i don't know right. no, okay for instance this is funny Uh-oh. so there's this, uh, so if anybody knows about Altered State, Altered State is like Christian anth- anthropology. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so they just came out with a uh, plus size line. Oh, hey, go Altered State. It's called... Uh-oh. Uh, like, you know, because they have to do altered with like the... Con- the yeah. What is that called? It's not apostrophe. a comma. Apostrophe. They have to spell it weird. So now it's uh, apostrophe. Beautiful soul. Like... What? That's your plus size line, like implying that, like, <laughs> like you, you hey, have beautiful you're bodies, fat and you have but a, your soul yeah, is beautiful. You, don't worry, you can still have a beautiful hey, soul. And I'm like, every body is beautiful. Like, holy crap! With the every single body, right? Whether the parts you have missing parts, like, or you have whatever, whatever your body makeup is, 
It's incredible. Uh, it's here incredible I was just hoping like they were spelling uh, beautiful soul. No, that was... <laughs> no. They, that's going to be the... That's going to be that the... Uh, like, yeah. That'll be like the off-brand or whatever. Yeah, the off-brand. That'll be the, the wish version. The wish version. <laughs> <laughs> that never arrives in the right size. That even though you ordered 2X, comes in a kid's 2X. Yeah. You can so. <laughs> wish. I, I would like this in a 5 triple X. And I'm like, oh, this is my dog. Great, there we thank go. You. Okay. Yeah, I have you, you, huge dogs over there. <laughs> but yeah, like, anyway, so that's always bothered me. Like, body and soul. And if you want to, like, get into that discussion sometimes, you, sometime you guys will have to remind me that I ever said that. But yeah, I just hate the idea that people think that your body and soul are somehow not intertwined. Because um, they are. Very much so. Okay. All right, what are you reading, watching, and listening to, my love? Oh, man, um, I need you to go first because okay. I've reading. not. I just finished Bill Bryson's The Body book. Uh, except I didn't get to finish it. I still have one chapter left, but unfortunately, I got returned to the library. So it's outstanding. I'm definitely going to go ahead and buy a paper copy, too, because I really want to see it or finish reading it. Um, and it has the most fun, fascinating factoids about the human body. And being a seventh grade life science teacher, I'm definitely going to be using that in the next year or so. Um, watching, um, let's see. I just took our daughter to go see uh, Demon Slayer Mungen Tra Train. I don't even know how it's pronounced. Uh, it was really fun because we have a theater that's a local theater um, that is very, very uh, cognizant of the fact that we're still in a pandemic and, and does things really well. And so it's been really cool to go there. Um also, they have films. Yeah, they do films. They do it's films. like a, it's like a, it's like one of those. It's a nonprofit theater, and so it's really cool. It's all like documentaries and things you can't see in the like. Or Demon Slayer. But you can't see it in like the normal theater. No, no. It's like foreign films and yeah. documentaries. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, let's see what Shout else. Shout out to Adam and Christy for introducing us to Belcourt Theater. Reading, watching. Uh, also, I watched a show on Amazon that was really disturbing. It was an animation show called Invincible. Uh, is a comic book based thing. It's kind of stuck with me in the weirdest ways. And then um, <laughs> listening to, uh, I don't know. We I introduced your I appreciate this. I introduced my wife to Matt and Kim recently, so that's kind of fun. So she she's onto that. Yeah, the other than that, like because of it just now coming up on May, we just had a boy band bash the other night. Yeah, it was super fun. It's gonna be May. Yeah, we like so, we like rocked out. It was to, fun. In like, sync. 98 degrees. While I was cooking dinner. It was the first time Actually, I got to cook dinner all week, too, which was fun for me. I was working because, like, my work schedule is bananas because now I have to be the family driver. So, like, I work till, like, 6, 6.30 right. every night instead of 4.30. Um, super fun. Anyways, but, yeah. And so I was, like, sitting there working. And I was like, dude, I should play boy band music in the background all the time when I'm working because it made it so much more fun. Also, it was just more fun that me and Andrew knew yeah. all the songs. So that was fun. It was fun. Um. All right, me. Reading. I actually am reading physically with my eyeballs. Um, Radium Girls. Ooh, yeah, you're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm not super far in because I was listening to Called Midwife. So I had to finish that because our library loan was coming due, and I was like, hey, get this in. Um, so it was interesting. But the coolest part about Called Midwife was... I realized that my Nana was pregnant, like, during this time. Like, for some reason, that just seemed so far... Like, I mean, granted, my dad is, like, in his 60s. So, like, it was 60 years ago. But, like, it seemed like it was, like, so many, right. many, many like, years ago. Yeah. And so it's, it's very much removed from what we experienced today. It was bananas. And so, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh. My dad was born in 1959. This happened in 1957. Holy cow. So, I called my Nana. And I was like, Nana, tell me about your pregnancies. And she was like, what? And I was like, she was like... 
like they don't even have pictures. Like no one has pictures of anything. Um, and so, because uh, I've never seen a picture of my nana pregnant, I've never like anything. So, anyways, right. so me and my nana talked about it, and she was telling me. This is crazy. Just a little side story. She was telling me that you would go in, like when you're having contractions or whatever, you'd go into the labor room. There's like 30 women in there, all in various stages of labor. And then when you're like ready to deliver, you just like walk yourself on down to the delivery room and then you would deliver the baby. And then you would just, that was it. And that's then crazy. that's how it went. So then she starts telling me this crazier story about how her mother, which I didn't realize, I didn't realize her who I thought my Nana's mother was is really her grandmother. Um, cause her mom died in childbirth. And, um, I was like, Oh man. And then it hit me. Cause in this book, they started talking about how like formula was becoming very popular. Right. Like at the end of the fifties and they were like kind of pushing people to do formula instead of breastfeeding. And, um, I was like, wait, Nana, hold on a second. You were born in 1933. Uh, how, did, what did you have a wet nurse right and she said no and i said what happened and she said well i couldn't um i couldn't uh tolerate cow's milk because my nana to this day is still allergic to cow's milk she said so i um hey, goat's milk right yeah she said so i had to do goat's milk and i was like okay cool like so i was like so they had to go get goat's milk from like the farm she's like no they bought a goat i was like wait a second that's hold amazing up. so they bought a goat just for kept you it in the backyard milk to the goat and we take the milk straight to my nana that's amazing that's insane that's really cool i know anyways so that was cool um and then watching and listening to sorry we had like 400 dogs that just interrupted um by 400 we mean three reading oh no that was my listening to oh, sorry listening i was to. listening to i was out of out of whack so listening to called midwife it was a good one um also you should ask your grandparents questions about their lives because they did have lives before you were around um and then watching, uh, we've been watching The Circle, and I love The Circle. I always think I'm not going to love it. The first season we watched, and I was like, I, the first episode, I was like, I'm not going to like this. This is going to be stupid. And then I get sucked right in. And so now, finale night is Wednesday night, so I'm excited. Yeah. Because apparently Netflix has decided to stop just... Dumping everything dumping out there. Dumping everything at the same time. They hold the last episode to a certain day, and it's making me crazy. But anyways, so that's my watching so i didn't went out of order anyways that's fine so that's it yeah so um yeah i don't remember what i'm supposed to say at the end of this hold on there's so many dogs oh, around yeah, we here do the credits thingy now yeah i gotta do it and i don't remember didn't you write it down um, somewhere yeah i thought it did i don't know i'm reading very weird notes in my phone <laughs> 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 one of them Room says the i am often moved by little insects what <laughs> Oh, was that your What's aunt's happening? thing? Was that we are ants or whatever? I don't know. Look up, just go to the top and search room at the table. No, I don't think I have it. Nope. You lost it. Anyways, um, our intro and outro music is by Anton Leone. Oh, God. That was good. Leone. You can. RP Arp. You yeah, can, it's called RP Arp. You and can you find can, it on SoundClick. Yeah, and we picked it because it's called RP Arp. And you can find us on Google, whatever what? people listen to on Google, and iTunes. Oh, God. And Stitcher. Stitcher and Spotify? No. We didn't get the Spotify. Oh, we're not that good. No. Anyway, so if you guys would like to listen to us on Spotify, if you could rate and review, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure that's how that works. I think it is. All right, you can also find us on 
SoundCloud. No, face, yeah, SoundCloud. But also, <laughs> I was just going to say, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can connect, connect there as Twitter as well. And uh, you can also reach us at email at roomytable at gmail.com. All right. Remember the Table is produced by Uriah Pittman. And we are your host, Andrew and Crystal Arp. We are. Bye. Bye. <laughs>